Oh, yeah. Dave and Darren and the top five things. Yes, it's a podcast that reviews all the really good stuff that happened on our morning show. A morning show you can hear every weekday from 5.30 until 10 a.m. My name is Dave. That would make you Darren. Yes, and maybe you're listening to uh, this on a weekend. You never know. Yeah. It could be. We really have no say over when you uh, consume this. We're just grateful that you have. Or how many times. You found it, you downloaded it, and you're listening to it now. So thank you for doing that. We also should probably thank our sponsors at Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Yes, Nature's Treatment of Illinois is the only locally owned dispensary. Keep that in mind. They have two locations, Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Both are open seven days a week. Both dispensaries offer recreational cannabis, but Milan also offers medicinal, including topicals for localized pain. We'll get into number one here. Number one. One. Number one. Number one. Number one. And this should be obvious. Okay, number one. Number one. 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 Number one. It's 2024 and people are still writing letters to advice columnists. A lot of people, because there's quite a few advice columns to look at. This is a review that uh, we look at each and every week, put together by the good people at Dig. I wonder, Dig, if this is almost a bit of a rebirth, like vinyl. Yeah. Well, I mean, I never really paid attention to these things until we started paying attention to these things, because I assumed they were gone. Well, you used to have no problems. Yeah. (laughs) That too. I'm really only looking at the advice column, seeing if they finally get around to answering my letter. <laughs> advice columns. Uh, some of these are professional. Some of these are affairs of the heart. Uh, this one, I think, gets us off to a really great start this week. Mm-hmm. Should I attend a nude hot tub party with my coworkers? <laughs> I'm a 56-year-old male. Uh-huh. I work at an office with four women. Average age, 45. Uh One of the women and her husband just installed an outdoor hot tub on their patio and invited all of us and our spouses over for a weekend. Uh, Wow. (laughs) They told us they didn't wear bathing suits, so we shouldn't either, and we should just bring a towel. All of our coworkers say they'll be there. My wife is hesitant. (laughs) Yeah. As I am. Uh What do you think? Uh. This one might be better left unsolved. Yeah, they're saying you you should probably go to HR with this. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you don't think you should go, maybe listen to your gut. Uh, a lot of times, first thought, best thought. Uh, they say your host's reaction to your RSVP could tell you a lot about who she is, and you should use that information accordingly in future interactions. Yeah, no, no, come on over, everybody from work. We're all going to get naked in the hot tub for the weekend. We're going to spend the whole weekend in there and make us soup. What, what's what's wrong with that? Here's a here's one. How uh, how can I convince my ex husband to impregnate me four times and then raise our children by himself? <laughs> <laughs> How do I how do I go about that? This is this a, is this. a very detailed. I don't know that we're ever going to hear one like this again. Four years this ago, is, this is not a this is not a true ask. I've put together a very specific list. How can I convince my? You ex- can't is, I, the, is the answer. Now hang on. 
Four years ago, I convinced my ex-husband to have an open marriage. We're now officially divorced. Before we started the open marriage, I promised my ex that we could start a family after we gave it a try. Mm -hmm. I still want to keep my promise and give him four children. Uh That was the number he wanted. I wanted two. But I'm open to whatever he wants. I'm 34, so I'd like to do this as soon as possible. Now that he's single, I know he can find someone else. But I fear it'll take him a lot longer to find someone than just trying with me. I know he'll be the best dad in the world, and he deserves to have children of his own. I know with some certainty that he still wants to have children with me, but he's still deeply hurt for what I dragged him through. (laughs) I don't want to come off as manipulating him again. I don't blame him, but I can't wait for him to come around. I also plan to give up all parental rights for our four children. If my ex wants me to have no part in the children's lives, I will stay away. If he wants me to pay child support, I'll gladly do it. I need help to convince him to put up with me for another four more years and be at my side during the pregnancies. (laughs) The tricky part is I'm still in the polyamorous lifestyle. I know he still wants to have children with me, but he'll never come on out and ask me. And it's his mind. In his mind, it's probably too soon to be bringing up such a crazy idea. I know this plan sounds very selfish of me, and it may seem like another attempt to manipulate him or keep him in my life. I genuinely do want to give my ex-husband children. Doing this for my ex is very important to me. I want to make amends for being a terrible wife and ruining our marriage by giving him the only thing I can give him and the only thing he still may want from me. Failure to do this will leave a rot in my soul for the rest of my life. I think you're going to have to get used to that. <laughs> you're not going to care for this answer. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, in this case, the advice columnist says, you need to leave your ex-husband alone. Even in lasting marriages, children are not bargaining chips, yeah. consolation prizes, or, toys. or debts owed. So whether he wanted four and you were willing to compromise with two, it doesn't enter- matter anymore because this is done. Hmm. Here's one from Slate where the writer asks, was it appropriate for another parent to leave human bones at my child's daycare for the children to play with? Boy, this is quite a batch. I told you. I told you. I might have to issue a warning about holding on to your cat. Was it appropriate for another parent to leave human bones at my child's daycare what are they for the children bones? to play with. Oh, that's not right. And they have no. access to these human bones how? Here's a rather odd situation, and I wonder if maybe I'm overreacting. Upon delivering my four-year-old to daycare this morning, I noticed, wedged between the hamster cage and the Play-Doh station... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> ...a real human skull... And a real human thigh bone. Upon closer examination, it was evident that these were not lab specimens because they were actually dirty. Upon questioning the teacher, she confirmed that indeed they were dug up. A child's parent was a doctor, and these were from his private collection. And yes, the doctor had dug up the bones himself kind doctor had brought them in for show and tell and then left them for the kids, four-year-olds, to play with. Yeah, put them over there by the hamster cage in the Play-Doh machine. 
I was horrified. I can think of a number of medical, health, ethical, legal, and religious reasons why it's not a good idea to have four-year-olds playing with human remains. I telephoned the director of the daycare, and she, frankly, couldn't understand my concerns. Only after I called the police and the medical examiner's office did she reluctantly take them out of the kid's classroom. Am I the only one who thinks that these are inappropriate toys? Please advise. As you can imagine, the advice columnist here suggests you need to find another daycare. <laughs> Number one, the teacher is a numbskull, if you'll pardon the expression, and so is the school director. Two, doctors do not dig up carcasses as part of their medical duties. Yeah, what do you mean, dug up? Yeah, you don't get to just dig up bones because you're a doctor. That's not how anything works. Uh, dear Abby this morning. Dear Abby, my very dear friend has discovered that her live-in boyfriend of two years has been hiding $55,000 in credit card debt. $55,000 in credit card Boy, debt. That is, that's racking it up there. This man contributes very little to the household expenses. I she, can't. She owns the home and barely helps to maintain it. Instead... He spends his money on alcohol and vaping products. It happens. <laughs> he refuses to share any details about his debt, and he doesn't like being asked about it. She's asked him to drink less and stop vaping entirely, but nothing has changed. What advice should I share with her? I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I'd like to give fair and honest advice. Okay, so she knows that he's got $55,000. So this is, this is a friend of the girlfriend with the guy who owes 55 grand in credit cards. But she doesn't know he's got no, 55? No, she must be aware of it, yes. Yes. I don't know what advice, I mean, she's got all the information she needs, right? Well, dear Abby, I think, has an excellent answer here. She says, if you want to give your friend fair and honest advice... You need to wait for her to ask for advice. Yeah. You don't offer advice unsolicited because when you do that, it gets ignored. If she should ask, yeah. feel free to let her have it with both barrels. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> her boyfriend is a substance abusing freeloader who is unwilling to change, and she deserves better. Uh, dear Abby. 55 grand, though. That is a lot of alcohol and vape. I mean... You think that's all it's been spent on? Dear Abby, at Christmas, I worked all day cooking a lovely turkey dinner with all the side dishes and champagne. I told my mature adult boyfriend that dinner would be ready at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m.? Just the two of them? I guess. Turkey, sides, and champagne for a lovely Christmas dinner. At 5 p.m., at 5 p.m., I put the hot food on the table, and I called my boyfriend to come in. Instead of coming to the table... Where was he? Instead of coming to the table, he made an unnecessary phone call to a woman friend, and they talked for nearly an hour while the dinner got cold. When he finally got off the phone, he grabbed a plate of food and left to watch TV. Oh, man. He didn't even eat with me. What should I have done? Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't make any more meals. Yeah. Uh, dear Abby says here his disregard for your feelings is appalling. Yeah, maybe maybe that's enough of that. Should we praise our four year old playing T ball and soccer even though we think he's a terrible athlete? 
My wife and I have a four-year-old son. You don't year- want to encourage him? My wife and I have a four-year-old son who's interested in trying various peewee sports. Uh-huh. He started playing t-ball and soccer. Both my wife and I are pretty good athletes. In fact, we met in college while playing intramural sports. Yeah, that, that means you're good. Wow, not to brag. Not to brag. They let you play intramurals? Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> Fancy, fancy, man. Pretty good. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Our son is, how do I put this, kind of a klutz. His attention wanders. His coordination isn't quite there. He's four. Overall, my wife and I agree that our kid doesn't seem to have the makings of being an athlete. We're fine with this, by the way. Our issue is that after he comes off the field, he asks us if he did good. And definitely wants his praise, even though it's obvious that, no, he did not do well. <laughs> Come on. I guess we could lie to our son, but we don't feel comfortable doing that. Doesn't overpraising a child create problems? Wow. Uh, in this case, uh, the advice columnist He's says it, it's not possible to overpraise a four-year-old. Find genuine good traits to point out. We saw you running really hard to get yeah. to the ball. And don't label your kid at four as a klutz. <laughs> what's, what's a matter with you? I just I don't I don't feel good telling him he did a good a good job when I don't think he did. Frankly, I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell him he did good when he didn't. That's where, that's where the problems start. Look, my wife and I we were both on the you do that sort of teams. thing, and next thing you know, he'll be killing animals. <laughs> Well, once again, some very oddball questions being asked of advice columnists, but I think you'll agree when I say, Darren. Yes. They all got some pretty good advice. And that was good advice. Good advice. Good advice costs nothing and it's worth the price. I sincerely doubt that the world could do without my good advice. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Number two. Number two. 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 Exciting new wedding trend. Yeah. This is the big thing at weddings, I guess, in 2024. You've uh, you've heard of people releasing doves at weddings? I guess. Okay. I guess that's kind of old hat. Uh, now the cool thing to do is to release, like, birds of prey. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me... Tell me that wouldn't be kind of awesome to uh, see. The, these big, giant, predatory birds. You're going to want to make sure your pockets are empty. Well, yeah. Uh, or also, you know, make sure that you're not going to a wedding with, like, mice in your pocket. Uh-huh. Yeah, these, uh, these people have, and I guess this is a trend that is really taking off. They have hawks as their ring bearers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This, this is now, uh, well, this is still putting second these, place for the stupidest hawk idea I've ever putting heard. Putting these little kids out of a job. <laughs> Florida bride, of course it's a Florida bride. Florida bride Courtney Laney says, we had a hawk as the ring bearer at our wedding. It was super badass, she says. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, this is what's happening. Brides are hiring hawks and falcons and owls and other birds of prey to serve as the ring bearer on their big day. Wow, if you've got like a falcon. Yes. I mean, this is an extra revenue stream for you. You don't even know the half of it, brother, because they're charging these people that have these falcons. Yeah. Yeah, no, sure, my falcon will be the ring bearer. That'll be $1,200. Oh, yeah. Listen, uh, funerals and weddings. Yes. You can always just overcharge for that sort of stuff. Yes. 1200 bucks for a falcon to fly with your... Uh, and as opposed to being like the photographer, mm-hmm. you're in there and mm-hmm. you're out. That's the thing, too. You're done. You show up, and maybe an hour, what, an hour before the wedding... I've got the Falcon. He the knows Falcon what to is, do. Falcon is here. Uh-huh. We'll do it for the show. Yeah, we had a Falcon at our wedding. But, it was, but the, it was this kid. What's the ceremony? Yes, sir. We did this for the show. Oh, the show of our of our wedding. That's right. Yeah, once Falcon. the wedding's over, I'm out of here. Have a great reception. Uh-huh. Believe me, you want me to leave before you open up the uh <laughs> the buffet. Because <laughs> Because Strider over here is going to go out of his little bird brain. You know what? He'll be fine in the truck for a while. I'm going to come in and uh, I'm going to get a couple uh, things to take with me. As you can imagine, uh, people in the raptor and falconry community are furious that this is happening. Some of them are. Uh, Michelle Losey is the owner of a nonprofit international raptor and falconry center in Flagstaff, Arizona. She says here, quote, they think they're being cool. But really, these couples are leaving with a whole lot more knowledge about what they can do with a raptor. What are you doing? There's footage here of a, uh, a raptor named Leroy who nearly pooped on a bride's dress <laughs> during a ring-bearer gig in October. Leroy! <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, that's good luck. Don't they say if a falcon poops on you at your wedding, that's good luck? Oh, my gosh. That'll be another, that'll be another $100. Yeah, there's no charge for that. Someone here says uh, we had a hawk fly our rings down the aisle. Ring bird. He did fly off stage at the end instead of back down the aisle, but that just added a humorous touch. A stubborn raptor had invitees in stitches at another wedding in Ventura Beach back in October when he refused to give up the rings. (laughs) 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 Well, the bird brought the rings and then he wouldn't give them up. Well, that's the risk. That is the risk. Yes! You know what else is a risk? Talons. Sharp talons going into your face. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. Reading here from the New York Post, they say Kevin Mark hired a hawk to surprise his bird-loving wife at their wedding in York, Pennsylvania. (gasps) This seems like a bad idea to surprise your bride with a hawk at the wedding, huh? You sure she loves the hawk? Yeah. The sneaky newlywed enlisted his brother to aid him in executing the stunt. He tells the Wall Street Journal, quote, We're both very serious. We knew the margin of error was very small. We were going to have to thread the needle. (laughs) 
In March, non-traditional bride Aaliyah Tompkins decided to ditch the practice of having cranky kids precede her to the altar and instead tapped a friend to act as her beer boy. This bird handed out cold beers to grateful guests at her beachside wedding. Okay, this is so stupid, but if you're telling me I gotta go to a beach wedding and a falcon or a hawk is gonna hand-deliver beers... Uh-huh, I'm, I'm in. Boy, boy, allow me to do a 180 on this. I, I'm all in on this. Wow. There's also a, a trend of people inviting well-groomed alpacas to come to their weddings. I don't know what the point of that is. Oh, wow. You've seen this commercial that they're running? It, it's a cartoon, I think, for UPS where the UPS driver is expected to bring the rings to the beachside wedding. Yes. Every time I see that, it drives me crazy. You can't expect a UPS no. driver to do no, that. You can't leave a note and expect him to be there in time for the ceremony. Wouldn't you just have a buddy stay at the house to get yes. the rings? Yes, just wait to accept them. You're counting on you. You're leaving a note at the house for somebody to... Ain't happening. No. Now, a bird... That would solve all the problems. Well, yes. It's got its own transportation. <laughs> I don't know. It, this seems like the sort of thing, too. You have to let everybody know that it's going to happen. Because if you're in a crowd for a wedding, and instead of a little kid, it's a hawk flying over your head, uh -huh. that's... <laughs> you're going you're gonna to kill Grandma with that kind of shock to the heart. Well, someone might be packing heat. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got a dead falcon, and uh, <laughs> and the owner uh, wants answers. Yeah, you're not getting your deposit back. <laughs> Uncle Frank shot the falcon. Shot the ring bearer. <laughs> That's not great. I can stand still, you son of a. Well, that's twelve hundred bucks. We're not getting back. No, you're not. <laughs> it's like, but these weddings, it just seems like every year they, they ask themselves, how can we make this stupider? And here we are. Falcon ring bearers. And the thing is, hmm? the thing is, 50% of these marriages aren't going to take. Right. You know, right? You're 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 lucky at fifty percent. Yes. Well, I, I can't I can't I can't believe this marriage didn't work out. We had a hawk deliver the rings. The ring and bearer everything. got shot. <laughs> well, that's something of a harbinger of things to come. <laughs> three. All right, number three. Number three. Number three. 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 Ramona Flowers, ladies and gentlemen, with. Uh, Niall Rogers mm -hmm. on that. It's up all night. Dave and Darren kind of has a disco sensibility that might work well in a convenience store bathroom. More on that in a moment. You see where a come and go, the convenience store that's all over Iowa, but for some reason not here. Come and goes are everywhere in Iowa except the Quad Cities. Yeah, I know they uh, were quite popular in Iowa City. Oh, yeah. They got bought out by a group of convenience stores called Maverick 
And the new owners are changing the names of all the come and goes because, frankly, uh, they say the name's a little problematic. <laughs> come and go <laughs> was acquired by FJ Management's Maverick chain in April of last year. Mm -hmm. Initially, the plan was the family that owns a Maverick planned to rebrand only the come-and-go locations in the Maverick territory. Mavericks are convenience stores that are further west than Iowa. So these are all turning into Mavericks. Yeah. Originally, they were going to they were gonna change just any come-and-go that was in a Maverick, you know, where Maverick is. But they say, quote, there were some concerns about the inadvertent double entendre of the come-and-go name. That's according to a source with knowledge of Mavericks management. If you're growing cross-regionally, which brand do you think will have more appeal to a new audience, Maverick or Come and Go? No disrespect to Come and Go, but the answer they say is pretty clear. Well, I tell, truth be told, I think I can come up with a better name than either. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> give me a week. <laughs> now, there's a or, chain... Or 10 minutes. There's a chain of convenience stores down in Kentucky that has come up with what they think is an exciting idea. Uh, there's a button when you go into their bathrooms yeah. that if you, t if you push the button in the bathroom, it turns the bathroom into a disco dance party. <laughs> okay. That's, that, that's what we need. You're sitting there. Uh -huh. You're using the urinal. Yeah. And you hear the door open, <laughs> and the next thing you know, the lights go out, and it's a dance party. <laughs> I don't think so. I can't decide if this is brilliant. No, it's not brilliant. Or stupid. I don't know, Darren. I can't. I think an argument can be made for either. Yeah. <laughs> this is at a, at a chain of convenience stores in northern Kentucky called the Hop Shop. You're just trying to go to the bathroom and then. Yeah, I'm just trying to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. Who pushed the button? I. I can't go when the Bee Gees are playing. Now, I'm trying to go to the bathroom, and now someone wants to do the bump. <laughs> trying to go Is to the bathroom. the best idea? Trying to go to the bathroom, and somebody's got Van McCoy coming out of the speakers. Uh -huh. That's not great. Hustle in, hustle out. <laughs> it's okay. Come on, man. I'm trying. I don't. I don't love going to the bathroom in convenience if you stores. Were, if you were in there, if you were down, if you were sitting in, sitting on the job, yeah. in there, and all of a sudden that fires up, you're like, "Ooh, that's that's the cover I needed. This will work. I need a little encouragement. Do it. Do it. Okay, guys. Please, I'm. I have a very specific nervous bladder issue. Yeah. I can't go when disco music is playing. Just do it. Do the hustle. I'm trying to do something uh, other than the hustle. I did the hustle and I didn't get there in time. <laughs> I gotta throw these underpants away. Again. Again. <laughs>
Hop shops across northern Kentucky have a big red button installed in their bathrooms with a sign that says, do not push this button. And, and then, there's a picture of the mascot, Hopper the Frog, which is meant to indicate that actually you should push the button. You push the button and it activates colored lights, a disco ball, and music in the bathroom, turning the mini bathroom of the convenience store into a miniature dance club. These disco-themed bathrooms have proven to be a big draw, with some workers at the hop shops reporting that people are coming into the stores just to experience the disco bathrooms. I don't, I don't know that that's, is that a good idea? Picked up a lottery ticket and I've got a date on Saturday night. <laughs> here's, here's a story from a TV station down there in Kentucky. Things are really hopping at the hop shop in Florence and the crowd isn't there just to buy gas or snacks. They're curious about the big red buttons in the bathrooms. And we tell people to go in there and push the button because a lot of people come out and say, well, I didn't push it because it tells me not to. And we'll say, well, he's winking at you, so we want you to push it. <laughs> the frog is winking at you, telling you to push a big no, red no, button in the men's room. Go ahead, go ahead. What the hell is wrong with people? Go ahead, be naughty. One push sets the balls in motion and starts a party in the potty. You know this is cool. Woo! They'll just burst into laughter and then they come out and they run out and grab family and run back in the bathroom and it just brings a lot of joy. <laughs> joy? Yeah, I don't, I don't love that a bathroom is bringing, like if you need the bathroom. And people are bringing their family in I can there. see people being of the mindset that I don't like this. There are now five hop shops in northern Kentucky with disco bathrooms and more to come. Nice song, isn't it? They're a viral sensation on social media. Yeah, and I don't want you in there with your phone taking video. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to the bathroom. Right. TikTok star Mr. Grouchy came to this opening, leaving fans flushed with excitement. Pretty wild, pretty fun time in there. It's okay, fun. TikTok star Mr. Grouchy is just some weirdo in a Grinch costume. I swear to God, this is this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. TikTok star Mr. Grouchy you know even what? made maybe, an appearance. Maybe I'm not in the mood for this right now. Honey, I love it. I love reading all the comments on social media. Just again, the cleanest bathrooms, the coolest restroom, because it's unexpected. A lot of stores wouldn't encourage people to stop just to go to the restroom, but here they believe it's good business to give people a good place to do their business. After spending time in the bathroom, most people also spend some money at the checkouts. Alex Hudson of Florence may be the biggest fan of the flashy facilities. I love pressing this button every time. She celebrated her 20th birthday by taking her friends to each disco bathroom. You, you're doing what for your birthday? I'm like, you heard me correct. I said I'm going to every single hop shop location. It's just a good feeling in any of the bathrooms. 
managers say they know travelers have gone out of their way to boogie in the bathrooms. We had a 60-year-old lady that went in and she came out and she said that was the best day of her life. You know, I, there's a lot of fellas that say the same thing about the Menards. <laughs> it, out in, it's Sterling. Out in Sterling. Hop shops are on to something, in sync with their customers, giving them a fun place to go when they gotta go. Just know when you're dancing in the dark, someone could open the door at any time. You don't want to be caught with your pants down. In well, Florence, it's gonna happen. with the spirit of the bluegrass. Oh my God, that's the most. That's biz- That's it's, I, that's a weird one. It's not a good thing to be speechless when you're the host of a morning show. But here I am. I am speechless. I just I don't know. What's the guy's name? Mr. Grinchy. <laughs> Mr. Grinchy is oh, a Mr. TikTok Grinchy. star who made his. Yeah, no wait, Mr. Was it Mr. Grinchy or Grunchy? Uh, let me let, here. Let me get that part of the story back. Viral uh, sensation on social media. TikTok star Mr. Grouchy came to this. Oh, Mr. Grouchy. It's like well, I got it, a Grinch outfit. On. But it's not even like a Grinch outfit. It's yeah. like a sad knockoff of yeah, a Grinch a outfit. Knockoff. Yeah, Mr. Grouchy is a TikTok star. He wanted to get in on this. Mr. Grouchy, the yeah, TikTok. I'll show up. <laughs> I got. I need a post for today. How many likes do you think Mr. Grouchy has on TikTok? 5,000. 76.1 million. Oh, man. Four. 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 Which Hall of Famer, basketball Hall of Famer? Basketball. Uh huh. Is claiming that the character Chewbacca from the Star Wars movies was based on him. <laughs> It's pretty obvious. It's an obvious answer, actually, but, uh, yeah. Well, okay, so this had to be someone who played years ago. Yes. And who, and who is still around? Mm-hmm. Who is still around? They're saying that uh, Chewbacca was based on them. Uh-huh. Who was still, who was, who's still with us? It's, uh, I don't know who. He made the claim uh, the other night at a, uh, a game they were they were covering a Oh, I USC know who it is. Game. I know who it is. It's Bill Walton. Of course it's Bill Walton. It's Bill Walton. Bill Walton. They were at uh, covering a USC game. Now that's where George Lucas went to school. Okay. And the and guy he, Dave Posh is a guy that he was doing play-by-play with and he was asked a question about this rumor that you know, Bill Walton was going to be Chewbacca. Okay, in the so movies. George Lucas is at USC, Bill Walton's at UCLA. Right, exactly. And it was like, uh, you know, we've been hearing this rumor for years. Were you going to be Chewbacca? And listen to the claim he makes here. Is it true? Because we were showing the George Lucas uh, right. building there. Is it true that you were in the mix to play Chewbacca? No, I heard that. Chewbacca is modeled after me. Chewbacca. Chewbacca. He calls him Chewbacca. Well, I mean, Bill Walton had red hair. <laughs> Chewbacca's kind of got red hair, right? Chewbacca is Chewbacca. I'm being serious. I, I heard that you were in the running for that, that you were being considered to play that role. I'm being dead so, serious. 
you're always serious. That's one of your problems, is that you don't have fun with your life. But you're not answering the question. No, George Lucas is as cool as they get. And I remember the night that George and Kareem and Bill Russell and me, we were all up at, in San Francisco at a big fundraiser for the Martin Luther King Memorial. Beautiful play by Kajani Rice. So since you're not answering the question, I'm just going to assume the, it's what true. What was the question? I'm just going to assume it's true because there's... I, I auditioned for Chewie and they said, no, but we're going to model the character after you. You were in Ghostbusters, and people didn't yes. know that. So, again, I, I, I think there's a great chance that this is a true story. They're going to look at this. He's in Ghostbusters? I don't remember Bill Walton being in Ghostbusters. What, what does he play? Is he the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Is, is that him? If that's I mean, true, that's... if that's true, then the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? I mean, who, what else would he be? This can't be. This can't be right. Is Bill Walton in Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah, Bill Walton is in fact in Ghostbusters. He's in the background at the end credits. It's like a little cameo. Okay. You can see Bill Walton. Oh, okay. At the very okay. at the very end for like half very, a second. That, that he's just tucked in there. Okay, oh, yeah, so you, he is. You blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. But yes, and he, he appears as himself in Ghostbusters. Huh. Oh, I got to tell you some news that I heard the other day. Yeah. And I was, uh, I heard this and I was, I thought, boy, there's only one person I know who's going to be very excited about this news. I will be? I think you're going to be, I think I might just make your weekend. All right. A great time to make it. Guess who's coming back to TV with an all-new sitcom? Who's coming back to TV? Reba McIntyre. Oh. Yes, she's bringing is... her acting and comedy chops to an upcoming NBC comedy series. NBC, not CMT? Uh-huh. Well, the original Reba was on ABC. It was? Yes. It was? Yes, it was part of the TGIF, wasn't it? Okay, I just thought it was just part of the CMT line. No, that those are reruns. Oh. No, the original Reba show was, or or was it on the WB? Maybe. Maybe the WB. All right, it was on the WB and then the CW. I'm I'm incorrect. Reba was on the WB and the CW, not ABC. All right. Well, this new show is, I don't think, a continuation of. Brock not helping. Brock's not going to be on there. You're uh, Christopher Rich. This will be Reba McIntyre's second go at a family-oriented sitcom. She, of course, played Reba in the Emmy-nominated TV show of the same name, which ran from 2001 until 2007. She's not even... She's, was she even playing a grandma? She's like 70 years old, right? I don't know about 70, but probably pushing it. Yeah, I can't, I mean, that's great. Do what you want to do. But if she's playing a mom, that's not going to make Well, she's sense. not. That doesn't make a lick of sense. 68 years old, almost 70. So then she'll be playing like the sassy grandma? Will she be like uh, the yeah. Mona character on yeah. Who's the Boss? Yeah, sassy grandma. Hey, oh, hey, Mona is Reba McIntyre. <laughs> and when is that Who's the Boss reboot coming out? I've been hearing about that for years. 
Where the hell is that at? This Alyssa Milano's got money you to know what they should people do? for her kid to go play baseball. Where is that reboot of Who's the Boss? We you were know what they should do? You know, we're playing this band out of uh, Salt Lake City called The Moss. Yes. They should make a video with their next song that's a takeoff on Who's the Boss. Who's the Moss? Who's the Moss. I think that's fantastic. Hey, yo, oh, hey. I'm in the place that makes me happy. You know, I used to play a little ball for the cards. Yes, Tony, we know. And by the way, when you're sliding into home plate, you're out by a mile. Oh, it's not even close. Why did you? Why did you even go? You know, you could have had. Uh, you could have still been on third base. According to sources, all of the creative materials for the Who's the Boss revival have been turned into the executives at the sh- at the channel. That includes a script for the pilot, an episode set two script, and the show's bible. Show's bible. Yeah, that's something they'll do. Like a TV show will have a bible, and that way. Because you have multiple people writing a story, you want to make sure that you're not contradicting something that happened earlier. So, like, in the Brock, in the Reba Bible, it will say, Brock is no help. Like, if you're not familiar with the show, you read the Bible to know, like, what the relationships are, you know. They need to call it a Bible? Yeah, that's what they call it. They call it the show Bible. Let's see. An executive producer of the Who's the Boss reboot says, I'm assuming after the new year, he said this in December, at this point, we'll learn the fate. All right. Well, where's this? Where's this? Who's the boss revival we've been promised about? Yeah. This Alyssa Milano has to go begging on her hands and knees for people to pay for her kid's baseball mitt. And yet, AOOA. <laughs> Judith Light wants to do it. Tony Danza wants to do well, it. Of course, he wants and to Alyssa do it. And Alyssa Milano's baseball team needs the money. Would you get to work on this show already? Promises have been made, is all I'm saying, and promises have not been kept. And I understand Catherine Hellman's not available for the show. I get that. Maybe that's what Reba could They could have substitute Reba for that one. Although Reba would be younger than Tony Danza and Judith Light. Wouldn't make any sense for her to play the mom. Hey, yo, oh, hey, you're, you're Timona, you're a time traveler. I don't care. Hey, yo. I don't care if it makes sense. <laughs> It's a TV show. Who's the boss? And what time is this? <laughs> they just uh, something went wrong with the washing machine, and now it's a time machine, Angela. I don't know who's the boss, or where we are, or when we are. <laughs> now that's a show. Tony Maselli traveling through time, trying uh, to write that which is wrong. With, he hey, just, oh, I got a load of laundry, and then I gotta <laughs> go sweep the floor, and then you and I gotta get to Ford's Theater, Angela. Try and stop the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Right, he has to just... Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, he just hey. has to constantly crawling inside the washing machine. Yes! He gets in the dryer and goes back in time. <laughs> but the thing is... He's always got burns. <laughs> he doesn't know it's just a regular washing machine. But he gets so dizzy in that thing... <laughs> he thinks he's that, somewhere else. <laughs> ...that Jonathan and Angela he goes, telling me b- when time travel. He goes bouncing oh. around. It's not... It's, you didn't go time traveling... You have another concussion. Hey, oh, oh, hey, what time is it? What year is this, Angela? You've got burns and, and concussions. 1066. I got to get to the Battle of Hastings. Yeah, there'll be time for that, Tony. But first, I noticed uh, you haven't ironed my clothes. And uh, vac- Why would I do that? Or vacuumed. Because I'm the boss. You're the boss. Oh, hey, hey, oh. Uh-huh. Now, 
That's your show Bible. Tony yeah. Maselli thinks he's a time traveler when he crawls into a dryer. Yeah, exactly. And, and the family is so entertained by his annex, they just let him think this. Just go ahead. Let him think it. Hey, oh, oh, hey, how long was I in there for, Angela? Since the Second World War. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, hey. I got a December 6, 1941. I got to warn those people in Hawaii. Yeah, there'll be time for that. But first. How about you wash some dishes? (laughs) You got some pots and pans to work on. Oh, yeah, okay. Hey, oh, oh, hey, I'll do that right away, Angela. I'll do the dishes, and then uh, I hope I don't forget to remind the 7th Fleet not to get ambushed by the Japanese. Hey, oh! Who's the boss, and what year is this? That's a show. Oh, it makes me so mad that we can't make that show happen. If anyone in Hollywood is listening, you can have that idea for nothing. It's yours. Before you concern yourself with Pol Pot, how about you clean this pot? <laughs> Tony Maselli, <laughs> former former St. Louis Cardinal, current 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 housekeeper <laughs> slash time traveler. Oh. Hey, oh, oh, hey, oh. Tries to write that which is wrong. <laughs> but first, there's the little matter of, of the, housework. The grout in the bathroom needs to be scrubbed. <laughs> Number five. 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 Number five. Yeah, we like playing alternative music here at Planet 93.9, but we also no big whoop. love to share alternative points of view. I'm going to warn you... Uh, Five six three two two three eight three five five is a text line. I'm going to warn you. I think somebody here is fishing for a drop. Okay. I I I could be wrong, but I think somebody is drop hunting here yeah. with their unpopular opinions. I have a feeling I know what the drop, drop is too. You're darn right, you do. Let's get started with these unpopular opinions. These are people who feel very strongly in a way that uh, differs from I think the conventional popular opinions. Lima beans are good, actually. Lima beans are good, and if you think they're gross, well, you're cooking them wrong. There's a lot of hate on lima beans, and I don't get it. They're a great addition to soups, stews, and chilies. Mm -hmm. If you cook them down for enough time, the inside gets the texture of a starchy potato. But they're much healthier than potatoes. They're They're a top-tier bean and I think they should be more popular than they are. Now, did you do lima beans out of the can as a kid? I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about a lima bean. Okay. I'm sure I did, though. It seems like the kind of stuff that we would have in our house, but I don't. What, what, I know what, we did. What would it taste like? It would just be served uh, as as a side. Eat your but lima yeah, you beans. you could absolutely, but you could absolutely put it in like a soup or a stew. Sure. Yeah. It seems like soup and stew and chili, you, you tend to just use your, your red beans or your black beans, right? Well, I don't know if you're throwing it in chili. I suppose you could. But, I mean, if you were to just throw it into some sort of bean soup. Hmm. Unpopular opinions. Decorating your home for Valentine's Day is tacky. Help me understand why one would need to decorate for this made-up holiday. The big hearts, the cherub with the bow and the arrow... 
The oversized love sign? Even worse, the de- people who decorate the outside of their house with this stuff. Just stop. Aren't you embarrassed? Wow. I, don't, I can't imagine that there's a high percentage of households that decorate for Valentine's Day. I do. You, you think it, they put, do? I put mine up uh, in between the AFC and the NFC championship game every year. Yeah, but not as much as you do for other holidays. You maybe put up, like, what, one piece? No, there's quite a few pieces. <laughs> Are there? Valentine's Day gets the same treatment as every holiday. That's as, as Christmas and Thanksgiving? Not, well, Christmas, there's a tree. Yeah. But I would say in my house right now, there are one, two, three, maybe there's at least like five different things on the wall for Valentine's Day. You ever going to get that goose for the front door? <sighs> maybe for when the, I'm older. You are older, man. Yeah, much more older. Mm. Believe me, it's not for lack of bringing it up. It just, just, it just gets just, shot. It, my my porch goose gets shot down in committee every time I bring how, it up. How about this? How about we approach this from a different angle? Mm. And I mean that. Mm. How about you put it out back? Yeah, that's been uh, that's been floated. I don't want it out back. I want it out front. I want to see the goose wearing a little costume. Yeah, but at least that's get, seasonal. We, I want to see that when I come home. I want the ceramic goose wearing the Uncle Sam outfit, dressed up like a pilgrim, dressed up yeah, like a leprechaun. Way, I want to see that goose when I make my way home. I want well, him to be the first one who greets me. But at least you get a webbed foot in the front door. This is the thing. That's a compromise that then leads to other compromises. I'm either not getting it or I'm getting it my way. I'm either going to get it or not get it. This whole idea of getting a, a half measure with, a, with an ornamental goose, it's just not how I play ball, Darren. It's all or nothing. Got to be. Unpopular opinions. You know, as opposed to everybody making fun of baseball managers for wearing a uniform, I think all sports should do this with their head coach. I think sports would gain legitimately higher measurable ratings and viewership for the pageantry alone. So you got to put on the pads, huh? Yes. And the helmet? Yes. Imagine Andy Reid in a full set of pads. I I don't have to imagine it. I've seen it. Overall, it's a win-win for everybody involved. Reid in a full set of pads and spandex pants while trying to call plays and waddle to and fro. These are unpopular opinions. Here's somebody that says, I just realized that I get a warm feeling from smelly socks. You know the feeling of coming home after a long day and removing your shoes? Yep, socks might smell a bit, but that smell is associated with the comfort of my home. Oh, I don't know about that. Again, these are unpopular. Popular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Like you smelling your bowling glove. Brought me a lot of comfort when I was a younger man. You weren't a man. I was sweating like a man from my hand, I'll tell you that. I had man hand sweat. Uh, my hands I'll were. Tell you, my, my hands didn't know I wasn't a man. Uh, there were the, the, the first changes that happened to my body uh-huh. happened right here in these hands. <laughs> that, I, that I believe. Believe it. Unpopular opinion. Cats eating their owners' faces when they die is total BS. I've been thinking about this for several weeks, and I need you to hear me out. Most cats do not eat their owners' faces when they die. 
Evidence points to lips and noses being eaten by cats. Isn't it dogs that do it? But I've had cats all my life, and like dogs, they instinctively lick their owner's fingers, noses, and occasionally lips. Sometimes they do it while you sleep to check if you're breathing. But they do? I'll tell you right now. I don't know I'll about tell you this. right now. I, am, I'll tell I you don't right. know about that. <laughs> I'll tell what? You. So they basically check to see if you're alive, and if you're alive, they won't eat you? <laughs> If my cat ever licked my lips while I was sleeping, I, that cat would be somewhere else. I don't like that. I don't like this idea at all. I've never, can I, can I, I eat it yet? I better lick it first, see I, if it's alive. Can I eat it yet? Sometimes they'll lick you while you sleep to check if you're breathing. Is your cat interested in human food at all? No. I, uh, I, yeah. I don't. With one exception. Turkey from a Bobby at Capriati's. Huh. Aria goes nuts for that. For that. Oh, yeah. The Capriati's Bobby turkey. Yeah. My wife's always trying to feed that cat something other than the and dry they're, cat they're food. not interested. Not she has interested. no interest whatsoever. But you bring home a Bobby from Capriati's, mm-hmm. and that, that cat knows to the point where when you walk in the door with the sandwiches, yeah. she recognizes the, the, the bag, the smell, the wrapper, the paper. Like, yeah. she goes nuts for it. Well, but uh, what, but what sort of but better like, endorsement can you get than that? And this is the thing: when I make turkey for Thanksgiving, no interest. No interest. None. It's gonna be the way the Campriani's does it. I don't get it. That cat's a picky eater, just like everybody else in my house. Cat tongues are rough, and they're designed to take meat off the bone and clean their fur. If you have a cat licking you, you usually have to stop them. When it begins to hurt. When does it hurt? When does it start to hurt? You cannot stop them if you're dead. They'll continue to obsessively lick you to check if you're breathing to calm themselves down or to give your dead body affection. They do the same things as dogs when their owners die. It's just that their tongues are different. I I don't know what to make of that one. It's a lot to look forward to. Uh Uh-huh. Unpopular opinion. I think oatmeal should be more commonly served as a side starch for non-breakfast meals. <laughs> Nutrition and texture wise, oatmeal isn't a whole lot different from other side starches like a rice or polentas. Yet for some reason, we only associate oatmeal with breakfast, which is a shame. Because there could be some versatile uses for oatmeal with spices. I suppose that's true. You could dress it up in a more savory way. You could, couldn't you? Yeah, you sure could. Not bad. Unpopular opinion. The front side of a backpack is the side with the straps, not the side with the pockets. This just makes more sense. Since that side is forefrontmost when it's being worn. Pretty much all of my friends disagree with me on this, but I refuse to change my mind. So basically when you would have it on, it'd be just the back of it. Yeah. The back of the backpack is actually yeah. the front of the backpack, yeah. according to this person's unpopular opinion. I like that you're thinking out there. Mm-hmm. Unpopular opinion. We need more clubs and bars with places to lie down. 
This has been a good round. Look, I'm all for dancing and meeting people. But what about laying down? I'm all for dancing and meeting people. But sometimes I just want to take a break and lie down, stare at the ceiling, and just enjoy the sounds and the music. <laughs> I propose beanbag chairs, couches, and nap pads with those glow star ceilings at bars and clubs. That's an unpopular opinion. Would you like to join me over here? I'm going to go lay down for a bit. Want to come with me? I know we've just met. <laughs> Would this uh, Does this do anything for you? We uh, maybe take a little nap? Unpopular opinion. Watching the sunrise is underwhelming, and it is not worth it. You get up early, you go find a nice cliff overlooking the ocean for a picturesque view or somewhere nice to watch the sunrise. Mm -hmm. It's dark. And there's a little anticipation for the golden highway, but then it gets a little lighter. The sun peaks over horizon, and boom, we're back to daylight, just like normal. And then I'm back to work, but with, <laughs> mu but with much less sleep than I needed. <laughs> but this unpopular opinion continues. But sunsets, on the other hand, are magical. Because you don't go to work. These are unpopular opinions. Finally, Darren. Yeah. Olives are the best snack in the world, and it's not even close. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bring out the olives. <laughs> no, they're a good snack. A snack, really? Olives are the best snack in the world, and it's not even close. Straight up, nothing compares. All the different flavors you can get. They're top tier, healthy, delicious, and good for the brain. Yeah. As well as for your five a day. I guess the only downside of olives is that they are expensive. Garlic's good for you. And garlic and olives? Well, that, my friend, is a match made in heaven. <laughs> and there you have yeah, it. That was a good batch. Some unpopular opinions. May not agree with any of them, but it's important from time okay. to time to explore different ways of looking at things. Yes. Exactly. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That's David Darren's Top 5 Things podcast. I had fun. I hope you did, too. Yeah, we had a good time, didn't we? Until we get a chance to do it for you again, thanks for listening, and thanks to Nature's Treatment of Illinois for making this podcast possible. You might not know this, but they have the largest menu in all of the state of Illinois, and they offer a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flour, vapes, edibles, and more. And uh, make sure you sign up for the medical cannabis card through leafwell.com. You'll receive coupons and discounts. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin board. Yeah, we keep it in lock. Rock out. Come on. And it just don't stop. East Moline. Yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. I'm done. Do what you want. Pull the plug. This isn't over until I say it's over. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.